Hey, welcome to your Thursday. It's Greg Morgan here. Good morning. Last night, my kid comes home from school and said, uh, okay, back for a day. When are we off again, Dad? <laughs> uh, don't get used to it, kid, here. Yeah, yesterday morning, and I had the president of the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation on, Samantha Beacott. She was on just after the 8 o'clock news. I pressed her, A, if after the strike for one day she had any immediate plans to sit with the education minister again, and B, when would I need to worry about getting a sitter if uh, they hadn't sat together? Uh, well, time will tell. We, Like we said, we, we're hopeful that we hear communication from the minister or from the bargaining team about a renewed mandate and getting uh, back to the table actually engage in conversations, real conversations, like I've been describing. Samantha, not to make light of it, but do I need a sitter next week? <laughs> a time will tell. We, we are required to provide 48 hours notice, and we will uh, do that. We know we heard positive feedback from providing additional notice, but we have said as well that that may not always happen. People need to be ready, and also people need to urge their elected officials to get back to the table and have those meaningful conversations okay. uh, around long-term commitment. Well, I guess the idea of getting together after the one-day strike didn't come to fruition because uh, just a short time after that interview, uh, well, they they talked about giving us more than 48 hours' notice of their next move, only without any idea of yet of what that move might be. Will it be another strike day? Will it be canceling extracurricular activities, perhaps restri- perhaps restricted work hours? We won't know for sure, uh, well, 48 hours in advance of Monday. Teachers say Cockrell's claim they're asking for 23.5% is a lie now. And they say their ask is 2% plus cost of living, which is for each year, for four years. And uh, I don't know if you caught the education minister, Jeremy Cockrell, on the Evan Bray show on Tuesday. It it seemed the big takeaways to me were, number one, striking was not going to drive him back to the table, although I wonder if a prolonged one might pressure him. There's a lot of parents heating up on this one, and all the ones I seem to know are on the side of the teachers. Even Beacott said she delivered 3,300 letters of support from the public to Premier Scott Moe and received at least 11,000 emails. But yeah, back to the education minister. He also said they're not interested in arbitration at all on the Evan Bray show. And when it comes to class complexity, uh, a bit of a window. He had said they're open to discussing what works before investing in it. He said they kind of need to figure out what works before ramping it up. He gave their pilot project that they recently launched as an example. So for now, it's back to school today. But there's a big but. I'm back. Extreme cold warning is back. (laughs) Dress accordingly going to school. The relief was brief. We're right back into the freezer where you drop your chicken thighs. All this, just as uh, tow truck operators might have been Starting to feel like there was a little light at the end of the tunnel. I heard CEA reportedly got 4,000 calls since that cold snap started last weekend. In fact, my daughter was trying to call CAA yesterday. All day long, never once would they answer. Her truck needs a tow. And then she discovered, I guess there's a group called 306 Recovery Group on Facebook. If you join the group... Someone will give you a boost to help get your uh, truck or car started for free. You just have to promise to pay it forward sometime if you can. That's pretty cool. 306 Recovery Group on Facebook. 
But there is good news coming from forecasters. It looks like El Nino is going to be back in play soon. A dramatic reversal in the weather next week. Most of Canada, in fact, will be warmer than normal. In fact, forecasters predicting above-normal temperatures to last well into February as well. Next week, I see it, daytime highs of minus 3 are coming. I really am trying to shake it off, but I, I do believe I got frostbite in my fingers from putting a new uh, battery in the truck last weekend. It happened on Sunday. The tips of my fingers, they're just, they feel so numb right now. On Sunday, I, I had uh, to get the battery in the truck and get it up and running again. Couldn't undo all the bolts with gloves on, so the, the bolts that keep the battery in place and using a wrench, so I was using my bare hands. Anyhow, I'm pretty sure the, the tips are gone right now. I haven't had this much winter pain since sticking my tongue on a bike lock as a kid. I know it was not a double dog dare, even a triple dog dare like the Christmas story. Huh, are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid pole, that's dumb. Oh, yeah? Yeah! Well, I double dog dare you! I triple dog dare you! No, no, my worst skin ice-ripping story happened many years ago, actually. My dad gave me heck for skating down the alley to the Rosemont rink. We only lived a block and a half away from Rosemont School. And lived alongside of an alley. And, of course, when it freezes up, I just thought you put your skates on, you skate all the way to the rink, right? But Dad, of course, said, no, you can't do that. Even though it's a gravel alley and it seems frozen, it's going to ruin your skates, of course. So one time I decided, oh, I'm going to ride my bike down the alley to the ice shack with my skates over my shoulder. And I had a metal U-lock to lock it up at the shack. You know those U-locks? And, and a lot of the time, the keyhole froze. But the easy solution, you just blow with your hot breath into the keyhole, right? Thaws it out. Of course, I was a bit out of breath from trying to bike down the alley when I got to the shack, and I, I blew as hard as I could, and there's spittle flying, I guess, into the keyhole. And before I knew it, my lips were stuck to the U-lock keyhole. And I started, yes, to pull it back a bit, but then I could, my lips were stuck. So I... I immediately stopped and I opened up the shack door thinking the shack attendant in there is going to help me out inside. But no, he was busy clearing off the snow out on the rink. And as you know, back in the day, in the middle of the shack, there was a wood stove that was burning to, to warm up next to. So I leaned over it with this U-lock frozen on my face, hoping to warm it up enough to tear it off and <coughs> voila, it did. And I had minimal lip damage. Then I wiped my tears, went back uh, to tie my skates, and thought nobody's ever going to know what just happened and until I got home. I come flying through the door for supper. My mom looks at me and just like, <gasps> I'm wearing my new winter parka she just bought me. And she's horrified. What I hadn't noticed was how I was leaning over the wood stove. It was busy burning a hole in my parka below and melted part of the zipper, making it impossible to unzip again. So for the rest of that winter, I had to unzip my parka about three quarters of the way down, and they'd step out of it every time because the zipper had melted. Even at school, it was highly embarrassing. But that's how it was in those days. You just had to make do. How about you? Do you have a similar story as a kid? I did make this post in the CJMB Morning Show Facebook page, and I have noticed some of you literally did right out of the old Christmas story. Smacking your lips against a pole. Christina McCuban said, I did it twice in my life. 
And to be fair, I was only three the first time, but the second time, well, the fence just had that fuzzy frost look and it looked so appetizing. So she stuck her tongue on the metal fence. Chantel Schillingford said, I did this once. I was about six years old. I pulled my tongue and skin off. And then accidentally, at the dinner table, the food was really salty, and I learned my lesson big time, never to do it again. It's funny now, but it was not funny at all back then. How about you? Do you have a similar story? one 877 Cassidy from across the hall at Z99. She's going to join me next hour. She's got one that just gives me the willies. When she told me what happened, <laughs> Not, not pretty. We'll try to keep out some of the graphic details, but she'll join me about 620 with her story. Hey, coming up with Kevin Martell, families should be ready for something. We just don't know what the teachers union says. More job sanctions are on the way for Monday. And fire investigators now say the explosion of Luigi's pasta house last week was accidental. Apparently a steel pipe fell from the roof deck, smashed into the natural gas line. Family-owned and operated business. Pretty tough go for them. A, a tough go for a lot of local businesses. Today is the deadline to repay the money they got from the government during the pandemic. And not everyone is able to. More on that coming up with Kevin Martell. It's still one of the great songs, isn't it? You always crank this one up. Pretend you can sing as good as uh, you hear on the radio. I've heard that song a hundred times or more, probably. And if you ever wondered, like me, what the light was, Chris Thompson, the lead singer of Manfred Mann's Earth Band, was actually recently asked that question. He said for the very first time. Of course, the song we all know written by Bruce Springsteen. Here's what Chris said about the light. Actually, I spoke to Bruce about it when we went out to dinner one time early on when that had just come out. He didn't tell me, but one of the other guys said it was to do with a policeman. Because there's many interpretations about what that song's about. But it was a policeman's light coming in through the window. The car being stopped, the deuce coupe being stopped, and the policeman sticking his light in through the window. So it's the first time I've there you go. The answer is, it was a cop's flashlight. That song went to number one in 1977, and Bruce Springsteen, his version, appeared on his album in 1973. It didn't hit number one, but uh, he's grateful to Manfred Mann's version. It still pockets lines his pockets with cash after all these years. Uh, some good news coming from forecasters. Even though, again, the extreme cold warning is back, it's short-lived. El Nino is coming back into play gradually here by the looks of it. But uh, as early as this weekend, our temperatures start to moderate into that minus 11-ish range. And overnight lows of minus 17. And uh, next week, I see minus 3 for a daytime high. So it is going to turn around again for us here. But, uh, yeah, school's back and uh, bundle up in lairs. My youngest, they're off. Uh, their class is, is going out to Mission Ridge tonight. Man, with the wind chill so extreme, uh, I'm surprised, but that's the case. They're boarding the bus after three and uh, going out for a few skiing lessons. Pretty big day for local businesses who might be struggling and just getting back on steadier ground since the pandemic. The 
Canada Emergency Business Account, or CBA, if you will, had allowed up to sixty grand in interest-free loans to assist businesses through the pandemic. And loads of them took advantage of it, obviously. In fact, to the tune of $49 billion that the feds now want back as the grace period for repayment will end today. And after today, loans turn into like three-year terms with 5% interest. Our own province, you said 29,000 businesses took a loan, and about 45% of them say they still haven't been able to repay it back. And all this comes right at a rough time for small businesses. It's January, after all. Sure, businesses are coming off what might have been successful over the holidays and the Christmas season. Now they're caught in the post-Christmas doldrums, if you will, a period that traditionally is, well, financially the worst time of the year. Customers are now busy paying off holiday debt. They're not spending as much in the stores. And retailers are still dealing with products that maybe uh, didn't sell over the holidays as they had hoped, and inventory has to be paid for, right? So not to mention paying all the the bills of the shop, right? The heat, the light, the rent, the labor, the expenses, with less money coming through the door. And now this, yes, business owners should have seen it coming. And yes, they knew very well it was coming, but that does not mean that they uh, had the ways and means to deal with it all right now. But uh, all I can say is sure hope you continue to support and shop local however you can. You just might be uh, saving a business here in town. I'm never letting this go. I'm stuck on you. Whoa, whoa, stuck like glue. You and me, baby, we're stuck like glue. Whoa, whoa, stuck like glue. You and Extreme me, cold baby, warning and uh, like layering up the little ones to make the walk to school likely a drop-off today with an extreme cold warning. And, uh, you know, young kids, you're always... You're always tempted, right? You see the frost on the fence or the pole. Or... Are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid pole? That's dumb. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I double dog dare you. I triple dog dare you. Yeah, you never want to get triple dog dared, for sure, to do it. But uh, many of you sharing on my Facebook page, you have had such an experience as a kid. And I wanted to bring in Cassidy from across the hall here at Z99. Our morning show host there, Cass, you did something similar. Yeah, I still have a a good chunk of scar tissue in my bottom lip right in the center. Uh, It used to be my entire bottom lip was scar tissue. But as I've gotten older, it's it's calmed down a bit. But back in the day, similar story to yours. Didn't do it on purpose and ruined a piece of clothing, but lived way up north in Smithers, B.C., like even further north than Prince George. So really cold. We're outdoor for lunchtime. Playing on the monkey bars. I'm on top of the monkey bars. The bell goes, get off the monkey bars. You go through, right? And as I'm coming through the monkey bars to drop myself down, my bottom lip attaches to the frozen monkey bar. But then I drop. I let go. So my lip stayed on the bar. My body dropped. Everyone around me is screaming as they look at me. I'm like, what? What? I feel something coming from my face. I had red gloves on the, at the time, yeah. so I didn't realize all the blood. But then as I looked further down, my brand new white coat stained in blood. And everyone's running away from me. But yeah, my bottom lip stayed attached to the frozen <laughs> monkey bar, and I <laughs> lost it completely. That is gross. It is disgusting, yeah. That must have hurt so much. I, I, well, the adrenaline, I think, initially, you probably didn't cry out in pain. I because... had no idea what was going on, and I think I ripped out every single nerve in my face yeah. at that has point, it too. Has uh, your taste buds as you bring food or drink to oh, your lips? Does gosh, it still no. bother you to this day? Gosh, no. I'll never let anything... <laughs> 
<laughs> bother me when it comes to food and drink. Uh, but I think when I was younger, yeah, it was a while before I could so, what's actually What's the name of the double dog dare? No, situation. no, it, it was, was just a, your stupidity. It was an accident. <laughs> Cassidy, thank you for sharing. Do you have a story like this? One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. Thank you again. Now, hey, over at the Regina Airport, I just looked. The departures and arrival screens look way better. A couple delays, one cancellation. As far as I can tell, it's nowhere near as bad as it was four days ago. Uh, they seem to be uh, getting back on track in the airline industry. And uh, another step in the right direction uh, comes our way this summer. More direct flights announced. Anytime there's direct flights, uh, we're happy to hear about this. This one is Lynx Air offering direct flights to Vancouver and Toronto. And they're going to be here in June. Departures on Thursday, uh, pardon me, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. And they suggest flights as low as $79 one way. Uh, I don't know how quickly that'll rise as you had to carry on. A bag below and ask for a glass of water, but uh, you get what you pay for. Long as it's safe, that's all that matters. Long as the plane has been checked and it's safe, and uh, they wouldn't bring it in if uh, if they did have a bad reputation. Links there. That comes in June. Still ahead, yes. Going to school for now. Families, be ready though. Something's coming. We just don't know yet. The teachers' union says more job sanctions are on the way for Monday. Could it be stopping extracurricular activities, a full-scale walkout? We don't know what's on the table just yet, but when we find out, we'll let you know here, too. Well, what are you thinking on this subject? Do you think at all that the government has miscalculated public reaction to education? There was that re- report Saskatchewan students ranked close to the bottom in math and science. I noticed, particularly on social media, that's rattled some parents who are none too happy about the rankings, so... The need to keep students in class seems even greater with that, but a lot of people want a deal done from what I can tell. A lot of parents say, stop messing around. How about you? Text one 877 CJME News Time now is 626. Coming up next half hour, have you got your furnace filter changed? It seems like the easiest thing to do, but man... Many do not, and for that reason, a lot of furnaces went out in this last cold snap. And now we have another extreme cold warning. Some tips coming later from Curtis Beingessner at Aero Plumbing and Heating.